Tim Manor. Hello, welcome to Tim Manor Podcast. We are fresh off a Zoom call after watching the watching the game, and we're in. And I'm a bit drunk and a bit emotional, but and a bit stressed. But yeah, how how are we feeling? Who have we got on? Firstly, we've got Ben, we've got Jack, we've got John, we've got me, and maybe Connor is going to join. Um, although he's literally just got back from Ireland, back to Oxford, um, where he hasn't been for how long? Maybe months? Three months, I think. Um, three months? A long time. So a we'll, long time. we'll allow him a bit of a delay. In fact, he's just messaged me. This is live action for the pod. Uh, Breaking news. he said? I might have to pull out. Oh, giggity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> right. Um prediction I thought this game would be a nil-nil. Um it did kind of start off as if it as if it might, although we we're under the cosh. Uh we, I have to say before I forget, Kevin Spackman and uh, Joff both predicted a one-all on Twitter when we asked the question. So well done, chaps. You win the Tip Manor certificate. We'll get that in the post as soon as possible. Don't worry, don't worry about um, don't worry about sending us the addresses, we'll find them. Yeah, we'll just they'll find their the certificates will find their way to you. Um in terms of lineups, chaps, I think the when we um sent something out earlier in the week, we were predicting that Moose would start for that experience. He's he's the kind of club captain, as it were. And then we also thought Sykes would probably start or edge it just ahead of um Woodburn, even though Woodburn obviously notched in the the friendly against Reading. Uh, Jack, what you know? What were you thinking about that when you saw the lineups come out? Um, yeah, the the general surprise was Woodburn starting after eight months out, but rumor has it there's a clause that he plays when fit, and I I can't see any other reason why you'd bring a player in after eight months out. Um, Moore and Moose, they both had good seasons, so you know either one yeah. could have started, so not not too concerned there. No, and John, do you think Woodburn? It's kind of switching around in terms of where he is playing, wasn't he, in the opening stages of the game? Yeah, it was a familiar pattern from early, earlier games, and we were talking about the Lincoln game in particular during the game itself. He, When we're out of possession, he just looks a bit lost and seems to cause problems with the shape in the midfield generally, and that's why I think Pompey were on top for the first 20 minutes at least. Yeah, and... Ben, I feel like, and I'm guilty of it too, that I kind of pick on the guy a little bit too much. And I think it's because he's got those kind of, was he wearing like pink boots? So he stands <laughs> out maybe a little bit more than others. But I find that I'm always going for him in terms of critiquing what he's doing off the ball. And then when he gets it, I'm always expecting a bit more because of maybe where he's come from and his you know, his parent club, et cetera, et cetera. But I just never felt that in the early... Wasn't there a stat that something like he had created more chances than, or at least he was definitely up there in terms of chances created? And I think that shocked a lot of Oxford fans when you actually look at it because it never felt like he really made his mark in the team. But yeah, what are your thoughts? I, I agree. I think we're all guilty. And you're right saying it's because of where he's come from and the promise he had. I think we've all got an expectation that, you know, you drop down to League One and he can be that real game changer. He's not, he's not had the best of luck with the injuries. And uh, yeah, that was an interesting stack, but it makes you think maybe we just pick up on the negative stuff in all the time he's off the ball. And we've watched him and we've spoken about it on previous pods of, it doesn't seem like he's interested in the game, but with the ball at his feet, he can actually, you know, make that pass or or make that run and and change the game. 
Um, and I, I just think with this being the first game back, it was an interesting decision to start him. And I don't think it was any surprise that he, he didn't even last an hour. Um, he didn't really no. influence the game as much as I guess we'd hope he would. His all-round contribution. He looked, pissed off. he looked pissed off though, didn't he, when he came off? Sorry, John. No, no. He, he didn't look happy. No, and I think I think that was disappointment in himself, in a way. The point I was going to say is that, building on what Ben said, his all-round contribution in a game doesn't seem to be really there. He's playing just behind Matthew Taylor. He should be on the ball all the time, dropping off, laying off, trying to sort of get on it. I've no doubt when he gets into a decent position when we got the ball, he can pick a pass and you know, hence the stat. Um, but I think you'd always argue in the system we play that you need everyone to be continually contributing and he doesn't seem to be sort of quite ever sure what he's where he's supposed to be. And at times he cocked the press up, which, you know, meant the ball went back to them. So I think off the ball, is there's, there's issues. Yeah, I was a bit surprised given that it's kind of to Jack's point about maybe there is a clause there that when he's fit, he starts because... You, you think back to the run we were obviously on and the form we had and the players that had contributed to that. And he obviously wasn't involved. So, yeah, I'm not not sure. Oh, 3-1 Wickham. 3-1 Wickham? Yeah. Dear Lord. God. So, for those... To be fair, this is going out in the future and people already know the result. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's live reaction. But we can still be excited about it. But... They've just, hang on, Wickham have just missed a penalty and Fleet would have had a player sent off and then they've take, they've got another goal and it's now 3-1. Yes, David Stoppage time in the first half. Great time to score. That is crazy, isn't it? And if anything, it makes me even more nervous about <laughs> the second leg. Um, oh, Jesus. Wickham I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming. They've got the momentum. It's horrible. Oh, my word. Um, anyway, back to our game. Uh, Jack, who impressed you the most from a, a Portsmouth perspective? Um, I actually quite like Cameron McGeehan in the central midfield. I think he does all the dirty work quite well. Um, he got a bit rattled when he kicked his own man and Brannigan got blamed for it, but um, he quite well. Um, <clears throat> their centre-backs are pretty solid. I mean, to be honest, both teams pretty much cancelled each other out, which was... You know, as the stats suggested, the season up until 37 games suggested were pretty um, similar sides in terms of kind of performance and things. So it was always going to be a close game. Yeah. And we we were a little bit standoffish in the first 20 odd minutes, weren't we? And then the guy who I've managed to build an absolute hatred of within a really short space of time, Ronan Curtis. What an absolute you mean? cretin. We'll go into what he said after the game, but he did... <laughs> but to be fair, he he did look extremely extremely dangerous throughout the game, and he's one of those kind of winds the opposition up, including the opposition fans throughout the game. Even when you're not there, I haven't felt so angry or irritated by a player, and his hair, even his haircut was getting to me. But I've got over it. John, was there more? I, I guess it was the case that Sam Long wasn't doing particularly well with stopping crosses coming in, but that is nitpicking perhaps. But Long could have probably done a bit more to stop Curtis from getting that shot in, but then Eastwood's got to do a little bit better at his near post, doesn't he? I think, you know, I think Eastwood's got to take a good chunk of the percentage for that in terms of doing better. I mean, I was going to add, I mean, Long, yeah, could have done a little bit better, but I think as a team, we hadn't recognised Curtis early enough. I mean, Gorin's obviously got a lot of ground 
to cover playing as one in front of the centre backs, but he, for example, or, or another player should have been, or Henry should have been right there as a two the moment Curtis even gets near the gets near the ball. That should have been the tactic, and we should have known that from the start. So I don't blame Sam Long too much in the early stages. I blame a bit of yeah. a bit of naivety of not overloading that side of the pitch when Curtis gets the ball because it was bloody obvious before scouting that he was going to be their main opposition. But it was the a only, poor, poor goal to concede anyway. The only thing I'd say is, and I, I probably said this a hundred times this season, when that ball gets played to Curtis, Sam Long is stood on the edge of his own D. So he's very narrow. So Curtis immediately gets the ball in 10 yards of space. And the only option he's got is to run towards our goal. If we were a bit wider as a back four, he'd have to decide what he was going to do. But that's just, I think that's my pet hate for this season. That's why I always bring it up, which is very narrow when defending. <laughs> yeah. What, what's weird though, so that goal goes in and then we, everything kind of changes in terms, <laughs> yeah, we just wake up and our performance completely changes. And I was really worried when that went in because I was like, well, yeah, fair enough. They actually, they they deserve it and we haven't really been in the game. Um Ben, what do you reckon about our goal? I think Marcus Brown, obviously, he had a couple of, you know, he was kind of flirting with the the idea that he was going to kind of do one of his kind of lone ranger runs and this one actually came off. Keep it, maybe, it seemed to go about four miles an hour, <laughs> but regardless, it went in and obviously we're, we're absolutely buzzing. Yeah, that's all that matters, I guess, in the end. But it did did seem one of those where you're watching, you think, oh, he's going to save it. And then, oh, hold on, he's not going to fall down in time. Um, but I think for Brown and Jack, I'm, you made the point when we watched the game live. Is he's got to he's got to do something with the ball quickly. He's either got to pass it on or take the player on. If if he starts trying to do tricks, that's when he generally loses it. And he's done exactly the right thing with the goal. He's ran at the players. He's found some space, and he thought I'll take a shot. And he's you know he's done the right thing. Put it in the bottom corner. It, it's frustrating though that it takes to concede for us to play properly. And yeah. and you're right when you said you felt, oh, hold on, this isn't great when they scored. I thought the same because if, if we don't get that quick equaliser and they get another one, that could be the tie there and then. The heads start dropping. We've we've got to start games better than than we have throughout the season, but particularly today. Otherwise, you know, they get an early goal on Monday and we could be in trouble. Well, one thing that seemed pretty noticeable was that when we did get the ball, they generally dropped back really deep and it meant that your players like if you've got Henry on the right wing he's not the type of player that's going to be like dribbling past people too often and they seem to kind of swallow him up and they you know he didn't have a very effective game as a result of that um so it it was a good job that Brown did manage on on the kind of counter to find that space kind of cut in and and find the finish because there were there weren't many opportunities in the game at all and if if anything Jot yeah, I was just going to say, if anything, like the teams kind of cancelled each other out and the second half was more or less a non-event, but we'll get onto penalty shouts in a second. Yeah, I, mean, I thought for me, the first briefly on the first half, it parts of it felt very familiar with when we're playing against a higher place team of they just got very compact and we were stuck in front of them. And when yeah. the, we were very open when we let them go the other way, which was not the way to do. But yeah, going into the second half... Um, I mean, it was hard to really kind of talk too much about it until lots of the changes start to be made. Um, we had a, we had a couple of spells and they had a spell, but it was all in the midfield sort of chomping at each other. There wasn't any real strain, I thought. Matty Taylor didn't even have a, really a sniff, did he, Jack? 
throughout the game. No, he wasn't. He wasn't in the game at all, really. But that that has happened a few times this season, and because he is a natural goal scorer, he only needs one chance. So, you know, you don't mind it too much. Um, I do think taking him off around seventy-five minutes and bringing Mackie on kind of showed we were very happy to draw the game. Obviously, saving yeah. Taylor for Monday as well. But um, I think I think the away side's always going to be happier drawing the first leg. Yeah. Brannigan was harshly booked in the first half. It was ridiculous. That mophead bloke from Pompey kind of causing him some causing some contention and it all got a bit heated. Um but also Brown did break away in the second half. Um Brannigan kind of did what he could to try and catch up with play, but you could see in the replay that he kind of pulled a hamstring and then he subsequently came off. Ben, do you reckon that would be a big miss next week? And if, if he's out, who do you reckon's coming in? How would we reshape things? I think it would be a, a miss, big miss in terms of it would just disrupt the plans. Uh, I've seen one or two things suggesting it may be cramp, which would be nice. I mean, Everyone likes cramp. Good. Well, in terms of that or hamstring, I know which one I'd want this time of the season. Um, yeah, if, if he doesn't play, I mean, would would you bring Sykes in and, and keep Woodburn in there and have to move that midfield round a little bit? Would you say, you know, Kelly, you've got to try and play a slightly different role? Would you completely change the shape and put Moose in in front of the back four and play a much more attacking front five or six after that? I don't know. It's it's difficult yeah. because I think what we're talking about, to give them the credit, they were very disciplined, in, like you said, in their tactics. They got their tactics spot on for the first half an hour of the game. We We couldn't get anywhere near them. We didn't have a chance. They were closing us down really well. And I think it was... It was good we scored when we did because it, it did disrupt them. They they completely lost their discipline and we were quite dominant for the final five minutes of the first half and for the first 15, 20 minutes of the second. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, First 15, 20 of the second, we were absolutely on top and we were saying there's only kind of one team that's looking to get the win here. But then the rest of the game from there on in was just a non-event apart from the odd penalty shout coming across. And John, you were saying you've got a, a Pompey mate that was messaging you um, after the game, saying "How about those penalties?" type thing. But for, from our, I know we're, we've obviously we're obviously biased, but every every single one of them seemed soft as hell from my perspective. Yeah, he, he seemed to think that, and KR talked about it after the game that the ref, you know, wasn't wasn't strong enough, and he was saying there were three or four in the box. Um, certainly a few penalties in there, but I mean, we tried to run through them before this, and like. The Burgess one, that was just soft and Burgess was going down pretty quickly. Dickie's hand is pretty harsh. The one with Curtis, like yeah. Jack Jack you called it, and you know, he's he's tripped over himself probably. And even so the contact's minimal. It's one that, you know, if it was a neutral game, we'd all be just throwing our hands up and rolling our eyes at it. Um no, and there was no penalty shot in there where you'd really review it as an instant. I think Darren Moore summed it up afterwards quite well in the punch who said, Look, it's just much of a muchness, really. Um, I thought Sykes, um, he did change the dynamic a bit when he came on. He had a lovely few couple of touches when he, he first came on. I think that helped um, drive them back. And and I, I'd be, I think I just put Sykes straight in. I, I don't think they're central three or they're, they're two in front of the defence and they're one, not Curtis or Harkness. They've got any particular speed at all. So they, I don't think Moose is necessarily needed. I think you can get, get use the pace of Sykes in, in there. And I think he just yeah. put him straight in. What I like about Sykes is he's quite, I don't know what word to really use, but he's kind of gritty. 
in that he'll work hard off the ball. And then when he has the ball, he is kind of progressive with it. He's not afraid. He doesn't lack confidence as we saw in some of the kind of bigger fixtures against, you know, Man City, Newcastle, whoever else. Like pressure was on, TV cameras were on us and he absolutely shone. And, he, and so he goes beyond yeah. as well. Like Henry dropped into midfield for quite a lot of the second half, and he was just perfect for Sykes to be bombing on and and making sense. So I think he deserves to to start. And you know Woodburn's a difficult one because maybe we can't drop him as as Jack talked about. But um, I'd be interested to know how fit Kelly is or, or whether you bring Ford into the mix in midfield. Yeah, Jack, do you reckon one all fair result? Draw fair result. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Pompey probably had, well, they had more possession, but apart, I think East, Eastie made one save. They had a couple of headers from corners, but neither side really created anything. Yeah. Um, we much cancelled each other out, probably as you'd expect after three months off. Um, as I said before, I think as the away side, you're always going to be happy not losing the game. We could have lost it. We didn't really have any chances to win it. So, yeah, overall, you've got to take the draw. Yeah, Ronan Curtis after the game, <laughs> Sky Sports knew what they were doing when they went for him, didn't they? Because he was mouthing off throughout the whole thing. And then he was going up. He went up to like KR afterwards to kind of be like, you cheating bastards type thing or whatever <laughs> whatever he was saying. But he, he said it was a it was a shamble. And I quote, it was a shambles is what he was saying. Um, I'm guessing about the refereeing. Um, and then he said we battered it. He started off by saying that we battered him first half as in they battered us first half but then he said actually no we battered them the whole game Ben I'm not I'm not really having that I thought it was a, a pretty much a non-event and any neutral would be devastated to have spent 90 minutes watching a lot of that game to be honest <laughs> yeah uh, he's wrong he's talking absolute bollocks uh, they did dominate the game uh, they, were, they were better than us the first half an hour yeah they can have that um, but second half it was probably even at, at, at best uh, yeah, I mean, given given what's going on yeah, in the anyway. other game, if we were a little right. bit sharper on the other yeah, occasion, not one for the we could have had him in that. I think if we were playing full flow, it might have been totally different. But he just seemed like he'd lost his head and was yeah. pretty kind of if, emotional after that. If you go by the official match stats, we both had two shots on target. They had eleven corners to our seven. They had 15 shots overall, we had eight, and they just edged possession. So that's not a battering. Yes, they might have had more opportunities, but as we say, I think there was one one slightly hard thing that Eastie had to do, and arguably on another day, Eastie saves their shot. So that's exactly, not that's yeah. not a battering. Um, I think he's just no, a bit bitter. No strikers, like Marquis didn't do anything after coming on. Um Ryan Williams didn't do anything after coming on. Matty Taylor never managed to have a sniff. Um, Adji never got a sniff, really, at goal. Like, nothing... <laughs> none of the kind of players you brought on as impact players could make a difference. And like you said, there was just barely any saves. Pompey, the Pompey keeper had to make... What's, his, what's he called? Bass. I want to call him Bass. 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 <laughs> I, like, I prefer Bass. I'm going to go with Bass. Bass like the Slap the Bass. Slap the Bass. <laughs> Oh, um, the, um, the foul, yeah, no. foul by Gorin was the other thing my friend was moaning about at the end. He was like, that was a cynical, <laughs> was a cynical foul on Curtis. And I was like, yeah, what did you do to Brown? Like, And that's just the reality of the game to cynically foul players when you need to, it needs to be done. Yeah. Um, I'm, all, I'm fully supportive of a professional very, foul. Very good foul. Yeah. 
And also, what it's never like that bad when Gorin actually went in with his like nipple. It was like it wasn't even with his legs. It was either his waist or his like his chest or something. I don't know why I've gone with nipple. But... <laughs> yeah, sexualized it very quickly. Though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, right. What what do we reckon, John? If you're if you're thinking about um, the second leg, are you, are you changing much about the lineup? You've already called out Sykes starting. Is there anything else you'd do? Um, without knowing, I think Kelly's. I'm getting a bit obsessed with Liam Kelly now because he is technically a, a really, really good player. And if if I knew how fit he was, I'd be tempted to think about slotting him in and taking Woodburn out. Um, I think Long, you probably keep him in, but Ford's another option. Um, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring Moose in. I, I don't think. I think Elliot Moore's was was pretty decent and. Um, I don't think we need that experience against Portsmouth because of the lack of fans and so on. I think it's yeah. just about putting the fittest and the young, to some ways the youngest and more able players on the pitch. So I probably wouldn't change an awful lot. Um, I'd just probably tinker with that midfield and put Sykes in. Yeah. Jack, anything you'd build on from there? The same, really. I think I think Moose is your classic um 10 minutes to go, we're winning 1-0, bring him on to shore it up, sub. I don't see any need to start him. Um, you always start Taylor if he's fit. And I, if Brannigan's fit and not carrying a knock, I think you'd leave the midfield. Um, I think Woodburn will start. I think KR just likes him. Um, I'm not too averse to Sykes coming on for the last half hour, 35 minutes, because um, Woodburn wouldn't last 90 if he starts regardless. So... Yeah, I think it could be unchanged. Yeah. And Ben, that's that's the only real question, isn't it? Is whether Sykes actually comes in for a start, right? Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, Jack's right in. You need those three or four players on the bench, both defensively and attacking, it, that can influence a game, depending on the circumstances. Um, and I, I think we've said this, certainly Connor, if he was on, would be very angry that Sykes isn't playing all the time. But... In, in this instance, I agree with him. Sykes hasn't done a lot wrong. He's just been had a lot of misfortune in, in timings on a lot of players being fit and coming back in. I, th- I think it'll be very similar to today in that Woodburn will play 60 minutes and then Sykes will come on for the last half an hour, plus extra yeah. time if required. The, the only other one was maybe Ford for long, but interestingly, <laughs> Ford went on the full diagonal and ended up on the left wing um, <laughs> in this game, so- didn't he? It's like... Yeah, fluid, it's versatile. <laughs> yeah, just, just um, run over there. What do you think about this comment, KR saying we can talk now that Matt Taylor's not trained for three weeks? I mean, that seems very interesting. Um, but Jack, you weren't too sure about that because I of... missed that. Say that again. So KR said well, after the game, he, that could we, be right. we, we, we can well, we can talk now that Matty Taylor's not trained for three weeks, which. Well, well, doesn't see any. We know he didn't play all. in the Reading, in the Reading game, because that that was revealed by the club. But there's been at least one video this week showing him scoring a goal in training. So unless he means he hasn't trained in three weeks prior to like yesterday or something, um, I I don't know. I mean, Taylor wasn't in the game. Regard, you know. I, I think Portsmouth did a job on him today. Whether that's because he wasn't, you know, fully fit, I, I don't know. But KR does I like think, to throw in a little thing did, like that. I think he did all he could. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think he did all he could in what our system allowed him. Not 
picking on Woodburn again, but I didn't think Woodburn was close enough to him to but Taylor laid off a few things and won he won some clever fouls. Well not clever fouls, it was just Portsmouth defenders being stupid about just knocking him over when he's looking <laughs> for it. Um but no, it's, it's interesting that it doesn't quite sit well as we've just picked up on. Right. Prediction time for the second leg. I'm I already feel ill about the idea of watching it. And I do you know what? It was weird. I I couldn't sleep. I just couldn't sleep. I haven't been nervous this whole time. And then it got to last night and I was like, shit. It's been like 20 odd years. And I kind of forgot about everything else that's going on around it. And it felt very real again. And I think it was helpful watching it with other people rather than watching it kind of on my own. You blew um, our PG I reckon, rating in one go then. Well, I think we've had bollocks and we've had cretin and other things, you know. Um, right. I'm going to say we're going to grind out a 1-0 win and it's going to be horrible. And Yeah, but we're going to take it. We're going to score from a corner, which we never do. Rob <laughs> Dickey. <laughs> Jack, go on. Um, I think it's going to be unbearable. I think it's going to pen, sadly. And oh. I think, I'm, I, I'm sorry, but I, I can't see either side suddenly turning, on, turning it on well enough to win comfortably. I hope this comes back to bite me, but I, I, I think it's going to be a proper Exeter-style second leg, nerve-wracker. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a real shame. It's a real shame. <laughs> Why would you do that to all the listeners? <laughs> you, you haven't really said a score, though. You just said it's going to go to penalties. I want oh, specifics yeah, it'll go, about it'll the penalties. Go, it'll go to penalties, and um, Adji will score the winner. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Hang on, where's the, where's the little thing? <laughs> Congratulations, Dan. Well done. John? Uh, I'm probably a bit more confident um, than, than others. I, I felt there was a spell in the first half from like 20 minutes to about 45 where we played some pretty good stuff. And I think if we were yeah, a little bit sharper, we could have we kind of really sort of start motoring into them. And they, they went a bit missing. And then for the second half, they didn't do much. So... I think we can win it in in normal time. Okay, I like I I do kind of like that because we didn't really play very well today. But I bet Portsmouth players, sorry, Portsmouth fans are saying, and probably players are saying exactly the same thing. But Ben, what do you reckon? I'm probably somewhere in the middle of Jack and John. I think I think we'll take the lead in the second leg for most of the game. I think they'll get an equaliser and I think we'll win it late in extra time through a set piece. And I think uh, Josh, Josh, is, Josh is going to step this up and put so it in the so specific. It's that new set piece coach we've got. Absolutely, that's what it is. It's that confidence. We have a set piece coach? Yeah, Sky mentioned it. Apparently we've had Craig Short in, who's Chris Short's brother, helping us with set pieces. Head of set pieces. <laughs> okay. They work today. <laughs> Right, so okay, I feel good. That means we're going to win and we're at Wembley and it's probably against Wickham. Well, it's probably 3 all now. Uh, I reckon that's about it, chaps. We'll, we'll make sure we're obviously back on doing a prob- probably straight after the, the game on Monday. Is it Monday? It's yeah, definitely yeah. Monday, well, isn't Monday, it? Monday, uh, 5 o'clock. Oh, 5 o'clock? So early. Which, which bastard... <laughs> Why don't we at least get to swap and have like the later game? Apparently, it was Ronan Curtis who decided the kickoff time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
yeah, that would not surprise me. <laughs> right. Um, nice one, chats. Have a lovely evening. It's Friday evening. What's the score in the game before we, we, go, we chalk off? 3-1 still? Yeah, I think so. Okay, right. Well, I hope life isn't too stressful until Monday for any Oxford fans listening to this. Um, but we'll be back probably after the game on Monday. Um, have a lovely weekend in the meantime. Cheers. Thank you.